Welcome to the Black Voice. It's time to get real. We are here to motivate and promote positive change for black culture. And this is a show featuring you. Call into the show 24-7 at anchor.fm slash blackvoicej. From there, hit message and you can be heard on future episodes. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe and rate on Spotify or Apple Podcasts to be sure you don't miss any future episodes. This is the Black Voice with Jay Clark. Y'all stay tuned. Welcome to another edition of The Black Voice. Thank you all for joining us this week at a very special episode coming to you guys today. Dope conversation with two longtime friends, Taylor and Daniel. Definitely looking forward to sharing that with you guys. At the very end of the episode, we will have our call in responses to the question, why are you or why are you not voting this year? And definitely, definitely looking forward to sharing those responses to the question with you. But to get things started, man, we're going to talk about Lagos, Nigeria, a very important conversation um, that's going on right now internationally. And we're definitely going to dive into that. So I'll admit, man, for a long time, I was very ignorant. I was very ignorant to think that these problems that black people deal with only reside in America, or better yet, are highlighted in America, which is so far from the truth. Black people are targets all around the world. It is not unique to America. Some will tell you, blacks from other countries, some will tell you that blacks in America are actually the most privileged black people. Now, I won't get too deep into that. You know, we were separated from the motherland and this and that. And there's other asterisks involved in that. But these problems are much, much bigger than America, which is clear with the recent events that just happened in Lagos. Now, a lot of you may have seen the hashtags and SARS and SARS. Now, I got some insight on what SARS actually is from a good dude, Trevor Noah, who does a lot of good work in media and To sum it up, SARS is basically a organization, kind of a branch of the police that was designed in the 90s in Nigeria, basically to combat violent crime, um, theft, robbery, among other things. And through the years, this SARS has developed into nothing short of a criminal organization. They basically replaced the criminals that they were put here to, to combat. And it seems that they have some sort of militia style group actively working in Nigeria. Um, This group is not affiliated with the military. They're not directly affiliated with Nigeria's police. They are a separate organization group. um, This SARS that seems to be ravaging the country to this point. Now, they're, they're profiling people. They're picking on people for the way they dress. They're picking on people for what they're carrying. Um, I'm hearing they're 
arresting people for having iPhones, things of that nature. You know, profiling. Sounds so familiar. <laughs> but long story short, it seems that Nigeria has a a lengthy problem on their hands, and we will definitely do our best and keep an eye on any new information and developments that come out of Lagos, Nigeria. In the meantime, we are in prayer with their citizens. We definitely sympathize and empathize with them. With these unfortunate events that are going on internationally, all we can really do is is do our part in spreading awareness um, and holding Nigeria accountable, man, for what's going on over there. I do believe there was a violation of human rights from all the information that I've been able to gather. Seems like a bunch of unarmed civilians that were gunned down by a militia group. Nothing more, nothing less, but very unfortunate. So keep Nigeria in your thoughts and prayers as we continue on to our second segment of the show. We're going to dive into our interview with Daniel and Taylor. And I do truly hope you guys enjoy this interview and have something you can take from it, take back and share with your friends and family. This is The Black Voice. Y'all stay tuned. Welcome back to another edition of The Black Voice. Thank you all for joining us today. I'm joined by two very special guests, I would say, um, Taylor and Daniel. So welcome to you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Show for show. Guy and a girl that I, I grew up, I'm similar background, similar aspirations. So we'll start by just having Taylor introduce herself, maybe school background, um, you know, where you are today in life. Okay. So um, uh, hi, guys. I'm Taylor. I'm currently a fresh graduate from Clark Atlanta University. While I was at Clark, I studied mass media arts. And uh, my main focus was, when I first started, my main focus was radio. But then as I just started to like, you know, go through life and different things like that, I kind of realized I'm more so towards, I like I like editing way more. So that's when I was like, okay, I should maybe just start a YouTube channel. So currently, um, I am just a full-time Forex trader and a full-time YouTuber. Like that's really all I do right now. Um, those are my dreams and goals, aspirations in life. So that's pretty much where I am today. That's what's up. HBCU, right? Clark Lana? Yes, you already know. Hey, you're crazy. <laughs> you're crazy. And DH, uh, Daniel, if you want to introduce yourself, maybe a school background, where you are in life today? Uh, sure, yeah. My name is Daniel uh, Harris. Um, I went to Trinity International University. I studied pre physical therapy and exercise science. I also played football there. Um, currently, what I do now is I'm an NFL free agent, so um, I trade Forex and I train 24-7. Eat, sleep, drink, water, football. <laughs> That's it. Word, word. So how did, y'all, how did your, I guess I'll ask this to both of you, how did your investment journey, you know, begin? Like, we came from similar backgrounds, small town. Mm-hmm. We're, all, we're all PKs here, too, interestingly <laughs> enough, but definitely similar backgrounds what got you guys you know started in investing financial freedom was it a book conversation just fill us in a little bit so with me it was really just the alignment of me getting to Atlanta like it sounds so crazy but like all my life I knew I had to be in Atlanta for some reason but I never really knew why so then when I got to school uh, a few of my friends they had just started an investment group called Trey House. So they were telling me my freshman year, like, "Hey, join this business. Uh, you're gonna make money. Different things like that." But that was the time when I thought Forex was a scam. 
So I was just mm-hmm. like not really trying to get into it for real until I started to see like them starting to do things that I couldn't do. Cause I knew them as like broke college students. So when I started to see like, Oh wow, like they're actually lit. I was like, all right, let me just go ahead and just give this a try. So one of my friends that was in the, that's in the business as well. She, um, because I was closer to her, I actually just talked to her. I was like, Hey, like, I want to start with you. Like, I know I'll be within Trey house in general. So, um, so initially when I first started, I really just wanted to, um, you know, just make more money and different things like that. But when I got deep into it and I saw like what it could actually do for my life, it like, it just all, everything that I wanted in the beginning, it kind of just changed. Like instead of just wanting money now, I was like, okay, wow, I can help my family. I can do this. I can do that. I can go for my dreams and goals without having to, you know, worry about other things. So yeah, that was pretty much how it started with me. It was just a simple conversation. I'm sorry. I talk a lot. So <laughs> no, you good. And not just a just a follow up, Taylor. So was it Trade House and Forex that kind of introduced you to the ideas of financial freedom? Yes, most definitely. For okay. sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. And then DH man, if you want to just take up that question, what introduced you to the ideas of financial freedom, investing, etc.? Kind of like the same story with her as far as Forex. A while back when I was way younger, um, I used to dibble and dabble and play, you know, little trading games on the computer. Um, and that like showed me, you know what I'm saying? The opportunity, um, and all the chances of making money outside of a nine to five, but I never really knew how to go about it. When I went to college, um, there was a kid there that I went to school with and he would always like try to talk to me about it, about, you know, joining IML and trade house. And he'd be like, you know, bro, I'm telling you, this is, you know, this going to work, this is going to work, this is going to work. And I never really ever, like Taylor said, I thought it was a scam. You know what I'm saying? We all broke college students. He probably trying to get an extra buck off me. And I'm not going to be the one that he get. So, <laughs> I, you know, I would just ignore it. Anyways, probably like, I'll say like two or three years later, I came across his Instagram. So I just hit him up and he was like, man, I'm actually having an event tomorrow. Come out. And I mean, I had nothing to do. So I was like, all right, you know, I'm going to check it out. I went to the event and I mean, I was just inspired. I was inspired by the amount of people that um, think like we do, the amount of people that don't want to be um, a slave to a nine to five job or that just see, you know, chances for more income and also just the age of those people. You know what I'm saying? Like most times when you see uh, people with tons of money, not saying that money is everything, but people with a lot of money or financial freedom most of the time they're over the age of like 40 right these people that I saw were like 25 and younger sometimes <laughs> you know what i'm saying and when i uh talked to them and they knew that i was nfl free agent and i trained so much work was honestly draining me you know what i'm saying and it was like if i'm really gonna put my all into football like i want to i can't i can't work you know what I'm saying? Maybe a part-time job or something like that. But I was working a nine-to-five job. I was I was slaving at that job. And I, I could feel it on my health. And so after talking to my guy, he was like, man, just try it out. So I tried it out. And, I mean, um, I didn't so much as stick with the uh, network marketing, but I did uh, stick with the trading. And I'll say that I've been pretty successful with this. What's up? And I, that actually leads us into the next question. Like, is... Are the groups essential, you know what I'm saying, for someone that's getting into Forex, for someone that wants to 
to learn how to trade, do you have to get in one of these groups? I mean, I know the education is there. The the networking is there. Is there a route to just diving into Forex and figuring it out? Right. So um, you go ahead first. Um, so, I mean, with the groups, first of all, a lot of people, they, they like get like a misconception of how it actually works. So you can go and trade Forex by yourself. Like no one's asking you to join a group. No one's forcing you. No one's begging you to join a group. However, Forex is an Ivy League skill. Not saying that, you know, the average person couldn't comprehend, but it's something that is best learned if you're learning it with a group of people and with a platform rather than just learning it by yourself. Like some people, they just think, okay, well, I can go learn on YouTube about Forex. But it's like, okay, are those people credible? But if you're learning with like an investment team or like with another platform, like the people that are teaching us, the educators, they have had to have made at least six to seven figures in the market before they can even become an educator. So it's just like, okay, where's the credibility when you're going on YouTube and you're trying to learn how to trade? So are the groups mandatory? No. Are they essential? Yes, I would definitely say because now you have a network of people that are thinking how you're thinking. Let's say that you're trying to trade by yourself and you're just seeing a lot of red, like you're not really making any money for real. If you were in a group, well, it, that doesn't really happen in the group. But if you were in a group and if something like that was happening to you, you have more people telling you you can do it. Like, you got it. Like, just keep going. Whereas if you're by yourself, you know, we're our biggest critics. We lie to ourselves all the time. So if we're telling ourselves we can't do it and we don't have that extra person saying, hey, you got this. Like, you know, some people just stop. They think it's not for them. Facts, facts. Anything to add to that, Dan? Uh, I mean, no, I think she, I think she hit on the head. I'll say um, that's how I started. Um, I needed other people who knew more than I did. Um, other people, you know what I'm saying, who who were just as hungry as I was in order to get where I wanted to go. Um, I think, yeah, I think that YouTube, they call it YouTube University. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that YouTube University uh that's when Forex looks like a scam because there's so many different ways of trading out there that, you know what I'm saying? Like it it, it can become confusing. One thing might work for one person, but not for the other. Um, Yeah. I think I, I I don't, I don't see anything wrong with the network marketing portion at all. Um, It's just not something that I personally had went about. Um, But like I, I tip my hat off to people that, that network market and that, you know, bring people in you know with the team so yeah i think it's more so the network marketing piece if you're doing it genuinely it's really more so about sharing this knowledge with your friends and family man and and when people do it the right way you know it's definitely encouraging and it's definitely a positive look um and i know both of you have spoke on like the fears that you kind of had to get over and it seems like network marketing was that thing that kind of got you over the hump um, mm-hmm. Was there anything else throughout the journey that got you over the fear of, you know, just taking that next step into the Forex market? Not for me. Uh, I honestly, I, I like to take risks. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 people sometimes, you know, parents sometimes, you know, laugh at me about it, but I'll take 101 risk. And, you know what I'm saying? If that means I'll be broke 100 times and on the 101, I'm a multimillionaire, I'll do it. You know what I'm saying? For like, sure. Like that's just me. Um, so that's part of that I, young I, energy, though. Like that's something else you're speaking about. The young, the amount of young people in those rooms, the like-minded thinkers. Like 
Yeah. That kind of all goes hand in hand. I know all three of us, as far as risk taking and investing, I mean, with our age and our mindset, we all for it. <laughs> we yeah, should be all for it. Like this is a time, especially in this year that we're in, mm-hmm. there's nothing but opportunity out here, man. And you know, I'm I'm happy y'all on the journey with me, straight up. Thanks. I mean, I can definitely say as well, like, that's one of the things that definitely keep me going. Just knowing that uh, my friend is a multimillionaire, like, that's definitely something to keep me going. Because, like, you know, once you once you see different things, your desire grows. So, like, the fact that I'm seeing people that I came up with, like, I saw them making only like $2,000 a month. And now they're making $100,000 a month in a very short year. Yeah, of course, things like that, you know. It just increases your desires. Right. Right. Can y'all speak on just the, just briefly? Obviously, like we said, we're not going to get into technicals or anything today, but just the, the basic difference between Forex trading and stock market trading. Um, there's a lot of information about both right now. So could you just break down the basic, the difference between the two? Yeah, sure. Daniel, did you want to or you want me to? <laughs> uh, I mean, you can talk. You, you on the road, but I'll, I'll start. All right, go ahead. Um, from my perception, uh, the stock market, there's nothing wrong with the stock market, obviously. Stock is, you know, more long-term, usually. With Forex, um, you can put in, you know, you can start with $1,000. You can start with $100. You can start with $50. Mm-hmm. And you can grow that money, you know, um, with with compound interest. You can grow that money in the matter of, you know, a couple of weeks. Honestly, I've grown money recklessly in a matter of a day <laughs> uh, i mean literally like I, I i like it sounds this might sound crazy but i have screenshots to prove it I've no made, it don't like, sound crazy no i'm saying like to other people <laughs> oh, no, yeah. said i've been there <laughs> like, like, I, i've you know i've done some crazy stuff with the forex market and yeah i mean just the difference in 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 that and now also being able to buy and sell so with the forex market you can buy and sell at any time with the stock market you cannot um, and also there's so much more money in the foreign exchange market than any other market. So therefore there's way more chances for you to make money. Mm-hmm. And just to like go off of that as well, like I'll just put like some numbers behind it. Like you've already said it, but like the stock market, it's a $22 billion industry from what I've been taught <laughs> And the Forex market is actually a $7.6 trillion a day market. So with numbers like that, that really just means that I always tell people the example. I'm like, if everyone in the state of Georgia were to make a million dollars, we wouldn't even put a dent in the Forex market. So I tell people like different things like that to make them think like, wow, like there's enough money for everybody. And um, some things that our investment team do, we call it Wi-Fi money because it's like if you make, let's say today, if I make $100,000 today in the Forex market, I can withdraw $100,000 today in the Forex market. Like there's, mm-hmm. it's like the money comes straight to your phone. Of course you have to, depend on how you withdraw it or, and you have to go through Bitcoin. It may take a few days because of um, how large the amount that your withdraw is, but you can see that money very fast. And like Daniel was saying, like with stocks, just to you know reiterate it again, like you really only make money when the company is doing well. So like if the company's doing bad, your stock is doing bad. However, with Forex, we also, we make money in a buy or a sell. So if the company's doing well, like if you're trading um, like just different 
different like commodities or different things. If you're trading that, like if a company's doing well, yes, you can just buy into that company. Like US 30, for an example, it's the top 30 companies in the United States. If you buy into that while the company's doing well, you'll make money. If you sell while the company's doing bad, you'll also make money. Like it's a win-win. And we can also trade with the news. So like if President Trump, I mean, just with everything that's going on right now with him just saying crazy things like tweeting and, you know, just saying wild stuff, like we've actually been able to capitalize off of that just because what he mm. says actually affects the forex market. I um, love when Trump talk. <laughs> you said what? <laughs> I was actually going to I, I love when Trump No, talk. for real. I just be like, okay, <laughs> SPX, US 30, Nas, sell. So that does affect the forex market because I know in, in stock world, I listen to a lot of podcasts, a lot of speakers on the stock market. There's a ton of uncertainty right now, you know, with the election going on. We got the pandemic in full-blown swing. I always wondered if, you know, that type of news affected the Forex market it does less or more or the same. Stock market, but yes, it does affect the market for sure. For sure. It, it affects it affects <laughs> U.S. pairs, yeah, like the Dow, NASDAQ, mm-hmm. and S- SPX. Those are the main three that it touches. And gold. For sure. Word. For sure. I know y'all not. I know y'all not like hard economists, but what's I mean, what's y'all opinion on the U.S. dollar these days? What can y'all just throw any two cents on that? Um, <laughs> at the rate <laughs> that mean, Trump is going, I mean, it varies. You you never know. But good thing we can buy or sell it, so it doesn't really matter if, like I said, what's going on. Honestly, yeah. love that answer. I think I think answer. also uh, people should start looking into crypto though. First, I. I absolutely, I'm not going to lie, I'm not a fan of trading Bitcoin, but um, I do believe that crypto will be the future of our world. For sure. I was just going to say, like, that's another thing as well. Like, people, they only, like, see the surface of what we're doing, but we're actually really about to, like, change the world. Like, if it's to the point where if you're not making money digitally, it's like, okay, what are you actually doing? Because money is about to be digitally, for real. Like, everybody's saying, like, there's a coin shortage whatever, whatever, like, no, literally, like, I don't want to get too deep, but like, literally everything that's happened in 2020, it was just, it's happening to just shape our future, just to change the future. There's yeah. not going to be a lot of money going around. There's going to be like, you know, there's there's not going to be any cash. Y- y'all get what I'm saying? Like, Coins and, and yeah. digital entries. Exactly. Oh, so it's like, why not make money digitally if everything's going digitally? Like, it just makes sense. Right. Mm. And I can't let you, uh, I can't let you leave without talking about Atlanta, Taylor. I know you, you mentioned earlier, you said your, your journey to Atlanta kind of drove you, you know, throughout your investment, you know, process and, and knowledge study and all that. First What's thing. going on down there in Atlanta, man? Um, I hear a lot of talk Black Wall Street. I personally think First Black thing. Wall Street should be in every city. But I hear there are some great things going on in Atlanta as far as Black banks, businesses, community. Can you just speak on that? What's what's really popping in Atlanta down there? Yeah, for sure. Atlanta is lit if you're black right now. Like, I'm not even going to lie. That may sound like, oh, my gosh, well, if I'm not black, like, can I not go? But honestly, Atlanta is seriously black Hollywood. And that was another reason why I had to, like, be here. Like, I just knew at a young age I got to get to Atlanta because I know it's going to make everything in my life just make sense. And, like, as I've, as I've been here, just seeing, like, you know, the black excellence, usually when you see... Um, I tell people this all the time. Usually when you see like people in Benzes, Teslas, you know, nice G-Wagons, cars and things like that, they're usually not black. 
right? But if you're in Atlanta, that's all you see. Like, there's literally Black excellence everywhere. So now just being, you know, just a young African-American being out here, it's like, okay, I have no, I can only succeed because all of my people around me are succeeding. And that's something that's very dear to me just because I went to a predominantly white high school. So coming to Atlanta, it was a major culture shock. I learned so much about myself, so much about us as a people. And, you know, just being out here is just super inspirational because, we were never meant to be where we are today. And I definitely know that our ancestors, they're looking at us like, wow, y'all are really doing it. Of course, there's more work to do, but, you know, it, it's just the environment. Like, it's lit. Aside of turning up, partying, Atlanta is, it, like, I just, I just can't describe it. It's really, it's inspirational. So that's why I stay here and I keep going because of what I'm around every day. That's what's up. True Black Wall Street. For sure. That's what's up. So we're going to transition to our final segment, Feed the Streets, where I just asked my guests to throw out a resource um, to our people. Um, so Taylor, Daniel, if you guys have anything you wanted to share, a book, article, website, platform, anything like that. Sure. Um, I would say definitely develop your mind regardless of whatever you're doing in life. So actually a book that I'm currently reading right now is called The Four Agreements. And that's a really good book that I feel like people should check out. It's by Don Mc- Miguel Ruiz. Also, Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. True. <laughs> There's a lot of different books that I read, but that's just two that I feel like people should check out. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. For some reason, I can't think of the author at the top, top of my Kiyosaki. head. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also, I would say, uh, be positive, guys. Um, like, positive mindset is the best mindset. Um, for me, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm, we, we were told to feed the street. I, I want y'all to always, um, look at what they say, look at the glass, half empty, half full. Uh, basically, you know, what I, my take on that is basically like your life is not my life. My life is not your life. Um, a lot of times people, especially, you know, with the whole Forex thing, people get upset because they see all these other people, you know, on social media, showing off they they nice cars and stuff like that. Everybody's journey is not, you know, is not going to be yours. Um, as far as me, you know, I'm 24 years old and I'm not even close to where I thought I would, you know, be at the age 22. And I know guys that are 24 years old that's doing it big. You know what I'm saying? If I was to compare my life to theirs, I mean, I would have gave up a long time ago. Um, so... I mean, my my encouragement to everybody is stay positive, um, stay in your lane. You know what I'm saying? Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. Stay positive and just, you know, stay focused on the goal. Um, and once you get there, it's going to be lovely. Can't nobody take it away from you besides you. I love so that. Get there and that was pushing. amazing. And I'm gonna I'm gonna throw that back at y'all, especially in the <laughs> in the fields that we're in and the walks that we're in. Being young and ambitious, I know it gets hard from time to time to just keep going. Um, social media, you know, people pushing you, friends and family calling you crazy because you're so ambitious and have so many goals. But I just want to encourage y'all to keep going, man. Uh, you know, the light is at the end of the tunnel. I'm not see y'all at the top. <laughs> Most definitely. Thank you so much. For sure, for sure. Thank you guys for joining today on The Black Voice. Um, We're going to close it out right here. But yeah, you guys tune in next week. Um, Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Black Voice Pod. 
We appreciate you joining us today. Taylor, Daniel, if there's any any pages, um, anything you guys want to promote, shout out your Instagram, Twitters. You guys can go ahead and do that. Yes, for sure, you guys. Make sure you guys follow me on Instagram at I am underscore Taylor P. That is my name on all social media platforms. And if you want to subscribe to my YouTube channel, it's Taylor J with three Y's. Yeah, if y'all got any questions or anything, um, I'd love to, you know, to uh, link up with y'all on some social media. My Instagram is Daniel Harris 7 So it's just D-A-N-I-E-L-H-A-R-R-I-S and then the number seven. And that's it. Um, y'all can get with me and I'll help y'all out. Or For sure. Either smooth. way, y'all gonna be in good hands. The reason I'm voting this year is because uh, basically we've had a very hard four years. And in an effort to preserve and save this great nation from American fascism, I think it's important that we go out to the polls and vote this year, like never before, because we have a, a president that has made it clear that his intention is to tear down democracy, become an authoritarian, and to stay in office as long as possible for his own personal power and enrichment. You know, we've also seen the rise of supernationalists and who pursue power for political purposes in order to deceive Americans, preying on their fears. And we've got to get this type of situation under control before it destroys the democracy, undermines the democracy, our civil liberties, and uh, it causes racial inharmony and economic destruction and instability. Thank you. Thank you so much for the call in from the Chicagoland area. And what I can say about that is we definitely understand the point of view. We definitely understand the necessity of voicing our opinion in this particular election with all the things going on socially, economically. This election, maybe more so than any other election, is so important. And voicing your opinion and being heard and filling out the ballot and making a conscious, independent decision about who is the best leader for this country and who is the best leaders for your communities. And I want to emphasize for your communities as we go in to also vote for our local elections. So once again, appreciate the call in. Definitely respect the point of view. I am not voting. Um, just primarily because I don't think each either candidate has um, my best interest at heart. This one here came from down in the Tennessee, the Tennessee area, and we thank you as well for the call in. I think a lot of people agree with this mindset. Um, a lot of folks who are not voting are simply just putting their hands up and they're not able to, to make a decision because they don't feel that any of the candidates, as this gentleman said, have their best interests at heart. Now, of course, I can understand this. Um, the two leading candidates have yet to show me that one or the other is, is separating themselves. They've yet to show me that they're, they're capable of leading this country I completely understand not being able to choose in, in this here election as a lot of people have resorted to 
choosing between the less of two evils, if you will, that is something that I personally haven't brought myself to do. If I see two evils, quite frankly, the first thing in my mind is to walk away. Um, But a lot of folks are resorting to choosing between the two of the lesser evils and we can do nothing but respect that as well, if, if that's what you resorted to. But I can't say I fault this caller um, for how he feels. And there will be so, so many who judge this caller, who put pressure on this caller to vote, who say, if you don't vote, you're voting for Trump, which I, I think is a, a blatant lie as well. Not voting is a vote as well, man. If, if, you're, dis- if you're that disgusted, if you're that uneasy about the candidates that we have running for office exercise your right and stay home I said exercise your right and stay home I do not blame you appreciate the call in so the reason I'm voting uh, it may not be the popular reason but it's my personal reason Uh, I'm voting strictly off the fact that I feel like you know you got that pressure on you to vote Um, you know, our ancestors fought for us to have the right to vote. But when I look at the overall picture and how votes are even counted, like for what, first of all, Illinois is a democratic state regardless. So there's no chance that any Republican would ever win Illinois in the next 10 to 15 years. But, uh, even more on top of that, like, let's say everybody in Chicago goes out and vote. But it only matters if the it's only it only matters if this state wins. You know what I mean? Like our state isn't doesn't have like the highest count when it comes to overall counting the votes. So I strictly just vote because I feel like it's the right thing to do. Um, but I don't think it really matters. Appreciate the call in, man. That one also from the Chicago area and a lot of indifference in the tone of of us voting this year and I I understand, man. It's it's like we're either voting because we're supposed to or we're voting because we're told to, you know. Vote to make true change. And ideally, you have a candidate that you can say will make true change. Not a candidate that's spewing out the, the typical political rhetoric that we hear every year, every four years, every week, every month, on every TV station. We're tired of it. So when you go out and vote this weekend, when you go out and vote this week, although many of you have already voted, regardless of who wins, wake up the next morning with a smile on your face and continue to make change where you are. Take care of your doorstep. Take care of your people. Take care of your community. The rest will follow. Thank you all so much for joining this week. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Black Voice Pod. Also, so you can see when we post the call-in questions and be a part of a future episode. This concludes another episode of The Black Voice. We got us. Peace.